Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. All right, everybody, welcome to this week's show. I've got a good one for you. I've got three interviews this week with three excellent food and beverage industry people. And prior to that, I've just got some food reviews of my own to tell you and some uh, sort of universal statements to make before anything else happens. And the first one of those that I'd like to say is brunch is back. That's right. I'm declaring it right now. Brunch is making a comeback after sort of going away for a long time and being the the subject, the unhappy subject of internet memes about how much the service industry hates serving brunch and how bougie it is to eat brunch and all of that. There's no more maligned meal on this earth than poor old brunch, but I personally love it. Uh, it's just a chance to eat eggs benedict and chicken and waffles and things like that. And if you're a drinker, it's a chance to have a mimosa or a bellini or some other wonderful beverage. Somebody asked me recently, why do people put orange juice in champagne to make a mimosa? Wouldn't you just rather have champagne? And I took a guess. I don't know why people do just about anything they do, but I'm going to guess that part of the reason people want that orange juice is because they got a hangover from the day before and they need that little bit of vitamin C to get them going again in the morning and brunch like the first two letters are for breakfast and orange juice is a breakfast drink but brunch is also kind of fancy so so throw some champagne in your OJ it makes perfect sense to me and I don't even drink but I used to and I did enjoy a mimosa although that was not exactly my jam. I was more about drinking 12 packs of beer and stuff like that. Any hoodles, I did go to brunch recently with my whole family. We enjoyed a wonderful brunch at Benet on Eagle. And it's been a long time since I had gone to Benet. And the last time I went, I had such a great meal. It became one of my meal of the year contenders for 2022. And that was a fantastic meal. And this one was great, too. I went with my whole family. Brunch is sort of a uh, group activity most of the time. And I uh, went with my whole family, and everybody got something they like. And we got all the standards. We got uh, my mom got shrimp and grits. Uh, Uncle Joe got some uh, fried green tomatoes. My sister got chicken and waffles. My brother-in-law got huevos rancheros. And I got mushroom toast. And yeah, I'm the biggest yuppie of them all in the family. I got me some mushroom toast. I love mushroom toast. And it was a nice treatment of mushroom toast. My sister really enjoyed her chicken and waffles. That was only her second time eating that dish. And she's lived down here in the South for 23 years or something like that. She's lived down here for a long time. So she's just now venturing into the chicken and waffles. The first time she had it, I was there for that one too. And she did not enjoy it very much. She was not impressed. But this time at Ben Eye on Eagle, I asked her, uh, first of all, um, kudos to my sister for taking another uh, grab at the ring, at the brass ring and trying to get a 
decent version of chicken and waffles and not giving up after the first try. And she loved it. She said it was great. And she said it had redeemed the dish in her eyes. And uh, I, I let her know that not all chicken and waffles are created equal and some are way better than others. Um, and I'm just going to slide this idea in there. I am obsessed with the idea of eating chicken and waffles with vanilla ice cream on top of it. And so I had arranged with somebody to do that. Who was it? I think I talked to Greg Garrison from the hop about bringing some, Oh yeah. I'm going to go into the S and W where the dang Buxton hall chicken palace is right there. And then the hop ice cream is right next to it. And I'm going to buy some chicken tenders from the Buxton hall barbecue. Uh, but where am I going to get a waffle? I got to think this through. Okay. Anyways. So brunch is back. Look for it. Ben a has it. Other people are starting to advertise it. I'm not ready to commit to telling you who else is doing it because things are still changing, but be sure to look up your favorite brunch places from the past and see if they've reintroduced it. Well, all right. And the next little thing I want to talk about is kind of a fun adventure I'm taking. And it seems like the people who follow me on Facebook are also having some fun with it. I am eating my way through the entire white duck taco menu. I'm eating every kind of taco they offer and I'm going to try all their sides and everything as well. And the reason for this is, apart from the fact that I just love tacos and I want to eat my way through every menu in Asheville and Western North Carolina and America and perhaps the world, uh, but not only that, but when my friend Nikki, who manages the downtown location, when she heard that I had not tried every single taco on their menu, she was horrified. And she said that she was going to change that. And so since then, she has fed me four different kinds of tacos in addition to the ones I've already tried. I've already tried a bunch of them. So now I've tried four new ones and they have just all been excellent. There's not been one taco that Nikki has thrown my way that I haven't loved. And most recently I had the um, crispy chicken BLT taco. And every word of that title of that piece of food is right on point. It was a very crispy piece of chicken tender, a large chicken tender, maybe even a piece of a chicken breast. And um, a it was battered, deep fried, super crispy. And then some chopped up lettuce and tomatoes, just iceberg lettuce and regular old tomatoes. And then some chopped up bacon and some ranch dressing on there. And it was fantastic. It was really good. Those That's right up my alley. It's the kind of thing I love. And she also fed me a chicken tikka masala taco with some crispy chickpeas on top. And that was phenomenal. Like really, really good. A little bit of heat to it in terms of the spice, but not much because it's uh, sort of a richer, creamier, sweeter sort of curry. But uh, very, very delicious. And Nikki fed me a chilled taco and when i took a bite i was like oh this taco is cold and then i looked up at the board and it said that it was supposed to be chilled so duh um but it was delicious and once once you know something's supposed to be cold you're like okay it's borscht it's supposed to be cold uh but uh so once i knew then i was totally into it and it was a uh tofu ban mi taco and boy the flavors on that were excellent and because it's tofu it was vegetarian it might even be vegan i don't know find out about that but it was definitely vegetarian and um it was very very flavorful and very very juicy and so i loved it 
And then, gosh, there was one more. I'm kind of spacing out on what the other one was right now. I, I'll, I can't remember what the other new one is was. Oh, they fed me a, I know, this one wasn't new, actually, but she sent me, because I'd had it before, but she sent me, Nikki, my friend, sent me a Bangkok shrimp taco. And I've eaten literally dozens of those. It's one of my favorite tacos of all time. And that is a sweet uh, um Asian sort of flavor to the shrimp and then some bread and butter pickles and some mayonnaise, basically it's some sort of aioli, but uh, that's basically what it is. And the bread and butter pickles, you're kind of like, huh, like that's weird. But like a lot of the white duck tacos, they sound weird at first, but then you bite them and you're like, this is amazing. So follow me on Facebook as I eat my way through their menu. I'm posting all the pictures and it's fun for me to watch the comments and to read the comments where people are like, that's my favorite taco too. Uh, or they're saying like, you got to try this one. It's really good. And somebody mentioned that they like one of the tacos with jackfruit instead of the meat based protein and jackfruit can be substituted on every taco at the white duck taco. So essentially every taco can become vegetarian. Um, so shout out to Nikki and I'll keep eating my way through that menu and I'll finish it pretty quickly. There are 20 or so tacos on there, and I'm about halfway through, I would say. So stay tuned for more. All right. And the last thing I'll talk about before I release you into the interview portion of the radio show is Valentine's Day is coming up. As you know, not everybody has a desire to celebrate uh, Valentine's Day, but whether you're buying chocolates, let's just cut to the chase, whether you're buying chocolates for someone else or for yourself, it's always nice to eat chocolate. And if it's shaped like a heart, that's even cuter. And you know I give extra points for cute food. So I want to shout out the two of our wonderful chocolatiers. We have many of them, and I try to mention them all uh, as much as I can. Let me shout out two in particular right now. First is Marble and Steel Handcrafted Chocolates. I've talked about these folks before. Chef Molly Cook, uh, she uh, brings me, she has brought me two years in a row their Christmas assortment of chocolates. And they're not only are they super delicious, especially her cream-filled truffles, are really, really good, like a raspberry cheesecake truffle. It's amazing. Um, so she's brought me her Christmas ones two years in a row, and they're just fantastic. Well, this year, she brought me their 12-piece Valentine's Day one, and all heart-shaped ones and other shapes with cute things on them. They're very artistic and beautiful and make a wonderful gift for your sweetheart or for yourself. Uh, so I just want to recommend marble and steel handcrafted chocolates. And then got to shout it out to my good friends, my longtime favorites at the chocolate fetish, internationally acclaimed award-winning chocolates. They have these super cute heart-shaped boxes that are filled with heart-shaped chocolates. And what makes the boxes so cute is those are also made out of chocolate. So you eat what's inside the box and then you eat the box. And the, the box itself is super cute. Like it's really solid looking. The lid fits on the base really nicely. Like it's got a nice tactile sort of clomp to it when it shuts. And uh, it's kind of heavy. So it's the decent 
amount of chocolate. And it's just super cute. And I love it. And so if you've got any reason to celebrate Valentine's Day alone or with somebody or with a group of people, Asheville, wild and crazy town that you are, uh, then consider those two companies for chocolate or any of the other excellent chocolatiers in town. All right. I'm going to hand the microphone over to myself and some of my guests, and I'll check in with you at the end of the show. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, and I am here in another beautiful kitchen, a big, beautiful kitchen, and I'm here with Junior Marquez, the owner of a brand-new seafood restaurant called Morisco's Seafood Shack. Did I get that right, Junior? Perfect, perfect. That was perfect. All right. And tell us where you're located and what you're up to out here. We're located at 503-503 New Leicester Highway. Um, it's Asheville, West Asheville area. Um, outskirts, really. We're outside of city limits, but the address is still Asheville. Okay. But uh, we're doing a, doing a fusion, man. Some uh, delicious Mexican seafood and also American seafood. Um, as simple as... Uh, as a fried flounder, fried catfish, and as complicated as aguachile or ceviche that you can get in Mexico. Right. But um, do a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything. I feel like anything that, if you like seafood, we'll have something for you. That's great. I looked at your whole menu, and it's very half and half. Yeah. And I grew up in New England. I don't know if you knew that okay, about okay. me. So all that fried fish and all the fried shrimp and all of that, that's what I grew up eating in seafood restaurants. And your decor out there is really nice, sweet, sweet, and it looks you. a lot like the kind of seafood restaurants that I grew up eating sweet, sweet. in New England. So uh, we haven't—I haven't tried the food yet, but in terms of the menu and the decor, you've got the American side nailed. And I'm going to try a lot of your Mexican seafood sweet, today sweet. as well. Well, I think you'll enjoy it, man. Definitely. Uh, we're, we're as you see, we're prepping some stuff right now. We're going to lay it out for you and uh, let you taste a little bit of everything, and then. Um, you, give me, you let me know what you think. I will, for sure, Junior. <laughs> Why don't you tell me about your kitchen staff? Why don't you blow them up a little bit? Uh, man, my kitchen staff, uh, the studs that have worked with us, not necessarily in the seafood world. We have uh, uh, Mexican restaurants as well. Yeah, we worked. just did a tasting at um, Icaramba. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was and great. And actually, uh, one of the guys that's worked with us at Icaramba and other family restaurants for the longest time, we partnered up with this here. Okay. Uh, he was willing to take on that challenge because not everybody wants to step into a new kitchen and try to get it sorted out established it's a challenge man like uh, sure. a whole new menu on top of the fact that when you're used to one type of food mexican food um, uh-huh. you switch it up start you know got to make them tartar sauce cocktail sauce etc like that you know so like so now what is this called it's salsa de tartara you know, just, <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> you know, man. so it, you know just trying to uh, yeah. get them in line tuned up and then he's uh he, he's, he's good man he's uh, efficient uh-huh. hard worker and uh, we've known him for a long time so partner now so they had to kind of learn the american style they That's had it. to kind of educate themselves about it to me it's not that complicated because it's Naturally. pretty simple it's fair compared to the mexican stuff which gotcha. is way more complicated exactly. or complex 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 yeah, yeah the, just the the labor of getting making it is a little bit hard like you know you fry a fish or you fry a, a shrimp, you know, you bread it up, throw it in the fryer, wait the right amount of time, take it out, and you serve it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, when you start getting into aguachiles, which is a semi-raw, cured in lime, you got to let it sit in the lime a little bit, and then sauce it up, chop up the veggies, and get it decorated, plated, 
um, salandeados, which is the shrimp you see in there. It's a butterfly cut. We throw in a little mayonnaise-based ba- uh, mayonnaise sauce. It's like a... Not a sauce. It's really a marinade. But okay. It's a mayonnaise-based throw it on a flat grill. You let them get good and grilled on both sides. And it comes cut butterflies, so you basically just rip the meat out of the shell. Pretty delicious. Yum. Um, but yeah, and I think more than anything, just try to figure out how to flow with both of them together and uh-huh. be able to handle rushes. That's, that's going to be the challenge. Handle rushes, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, once it gets, like, it's when it's slow and you're making a, a dish here and a dish there, you can, you know, perfect it. Yeah. Now, let's make sure we try to keep that consistent when we got a full rush shot and you got, you know, 15, 20 checks in the kitchen. Yeah. Try to keep it flowing, but and we'll get there. Consistency is key, Consistency right? is key, 100%. Key to success. That's and it. you and your whole family have kept it consistent here in Asheville for a long time. Tried to. I was going to say, I can't say we've, uh, I mean, it is what it is sometimes, every now and then, you know, a mistake here, a mistake there, but we try to be as efficient as we can. Yeah, sure. I'm, I, these days I describe your family as a, a restaurant dynasty I appreciate in, that. Our, in our midst. And I appreciate that. A lot of great restaurants uh, that your family has started oh, all over the area. This is the latest one. Yes. yes Marisco's uh, seafood, shack. seafood Shack. And you yep. told me Marisco is the word, Mexican word for seafood. Exactly. It's just, uh, it's actually, so if you translate it, it really is seafood, seafood shack. Uh-huh, I like but, that. Uh, but I figured, you know, throw a little wordplay in there and let the let the Hispanics know that Marisco's, you know, we got Mexican seafood, and then uh-huh. letting the the American know that it's not just another Mexican restaurant. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, And then I got a lot of people say, who's Marisco's, you know? Who I, is it? Yeah. I say, it's my uncle. There no. you go, I like that. <laughs> but either way, I, then I explain, I say, no, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's just a name. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that was actually what I thought. I was like, the American won't even pay attention to... I, I, that doesn't sound bad when I say that right No, now. no, it just it, it does it, sound it, like a name to most Anglos. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. So I figured they won't even think of it, but Marisco's must be the cook. Right, <laughs> totally, I mean? man. Yeah. And out there in your dining room right now is a, a pretty good mix. A couple yeah. of Anglo folks walked in while yeah. I was out there. Yeah. You got a whole, uh, looks like a lot of workers sitting at your bar right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From and there, from, very, uh, from other restaurants, they're on break come in and have some food. That's great, man. So uh, you're hoping to have that eclectic kind of uh, clientele in your dining Absolutely. room at all times. Absolutely. See, originally we we said seafood and our, our Mexican mind said Mexican seafood. Uh-huh. But uh, in this building, um, back in the day, from 1970 to 2004, it was an American seafood restaurant called uh-huh. Calabash West. Okay. And uh, they had a booming business, man. They used to line them up out the door. Like, uh, wow. They had some sweet deals, too, you know, like endless popcorn shrimp on some nights. Endless fried chicken on some nights. Oh, that's popular. They, they used to kill it, yeah. yeah. And uh, they ended up closing down in 2004, and this place was a Mexican restaurant from 2000. Well, when they closed until 2020. Okay. And that's when we moved back from to the other location. And then we said, we don't want to just up and leave this location. So much blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. So we said, uh, let's do something. We said seafood, and then a lot of suggestions around here said hey man don't forget about that good old country fried seafood you know that's and good I said, I, I said you're right i said so let's angle it to where we got a little diversity for both both uh nationalities and and go from there and and also like i guess the business plan behind that was in a mexican seafood restaurant typically like you know greenville or atlanta they're booming on the weekends um it's high, I feel like sometimes they're higher priced. Uh, okay. I don't know if they're just taxing people or what, but yeah. they're a little higher priced. So I feel like they're really busy on the weekends. Uh huh. And I said, how can we get people on here in here during the week? A few lunch specials and uh-huh. 
uh, uh, cater to the to what do you call it Anglo 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 American yeah. to the yeah. American folks. I picked as well, that up so. from Lucho. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So um, th- that that was uh, the business plan behind that. Also, try to get some 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 a steady rush during the week and then uh-huh. have some booming weekends. That's great, man. Yes, and I saw you got some sandwiches on there, including yeah. a cheesesteak. Yes, sir. Brave move. That's it, man. Just because not everybody likes seafood, yes. but if you're in a group of five or ten that wants to eat some seafood. I have some options for whoever does. I got a Philly cheesesteak. I got a delicious chicken sandwich called the Clux Deluxe. Um, I saw that. The name is from uh, when I was in high school. The lunch lady used to serve a chicken sandwich in a bag that was called the Clux Deluxe. Nice. And, you know, I said, you know, a little wordplay on the menu. You got the homage to the lunch lady. Absolutely. That's great. I love it. Uh, And uh, so the Clux Deluxe is the chicken sandwich. Got the Philly cheesesteak. We got obviously we got fried uh, chicken tenders. We got a ribeye, right? Got a ribeye plate as well. Crazy. Yeah, try to have a like I said some options for the people who don't like seafood. Got some delicious chicken wings, fried chicken wings. Uh, You can get them breaded or naked. Did you call them the poor man's uh, crab legs? The poor man's crab legs. (laughs) Actually, chicken wings. And see, that's That's actually that's actually that's kind of confusing some people. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, no, it's it's just a joke, really. Yeah, it's a joke. Because if you're a poor man. You you're not going to eat crab, crab legs, legs. You're going to so, eat chicken legs. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So I got it. I got the joke right great. away. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's that's a plan with that. But yeah. I have a few options. A few options. Some well, good desserts, too. I saw that. Uh, what was I saw some um, uh, deep-fried fries. Like, uh, the, uh, you're talking about the uh, funnel cake fries. Yes, funnel cake, cake fries. Little Americanized. Then we yeah. got churros. Yeah. Little Mexicanized. And then... Um, the fat boy in me, uh, uh, the brown yellow mode, uh, okay, it's an imitation that. of a, uh, you ever had uh, the blondie at Applebee's? No, I have not. It's a warm, I forget what kind of, it's a, like a vanilla looking bread, but it's warm. Yeah, sure. and it's got the cold ice cream on top. Yeah. They serve it on a little skillet. Okay. And so it's, I, I got the inspiration from there, but it's a chocolate brownie, okay. vanilla ice cream, a little whipped cream to decorate, and then a drizzle, a chocolate drizzle. Awesome. Like, that sounds great. Like, I can tell you're a fan. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> The excitement in my voice and yeah, then also yeah. the, the, the bulge in the belly. The bulge in the belly. Well, yeah. Junior, I think you got a hit on your hands. I see a ton of food rolling out. I'm going to guess that's for us to take pictures and uh, try. It looks, looks wonderful. Smells great here in the kitchen. Awesome. Thanks for having us in, man. Yeah, no, always a pleasure, brother. Same. Sweet. Not too bad, right? That was great. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm out here in the far outskirts of West Asheville on just the the borderline of the hinterlands and I am at the Food Experience Catering and Takeout with Chef Tony Franco and he just treated us to a wonderful barbecue meal. Hey Tony, how are you today? Great, great Stu. Thanks for coming by. Sure, thanks for inviting us. Tell us a little bit about your business and what you uh, what you'd like for the eaters to know. Well, uh, we're we're a long-time catering company here in Asheville. We've been in West Asheville for about seven years. And uh, we also produce a, a wonderful barbecue menu on our, in our, catering, on our catering side. And uh, we've decided to go on the street. So we're offering takeout. We smoke here and we're offering some amazing local brisket, pork, um, grass-fed uh, meat from Hickory Nut Gap and pork from Hickory Nut Gap and Colfax Farms. And uh, I'd love for people to come by and try it. Everything, all our sides are scratch made. Um, Everything is local. And uh, I just would love to have everyone come by and give us a try. 
Well, I think that we tried every single thing yeah, on your only, menu. Yeah, there's only 13 items on that barbecue menu. Only 13, he says. So right, we just right. tried 13 barbecue items, and everything was excellent. Let me just tell you Thank that you. straight up. Thank you so um, much. I ate my first chicken wing of 2023 yes. with you, Tony. Thank very, you. Very proud of that. Thank it you. was excellent. Very crispy on the outside. <laughs> well, what's your secret to your chicken wings? Well, we smoked the, the chicken wing up to temp, but before we serve it, we just throw it in the deep fryer to just give it that crisp. Yeah, just give yeah. it that crispy skin. And my, my listeners know that uh, one of my things is the meat's got to come right off the bone with a chicken wing or I'm not happy. And the meat came right off the oh, bone with your chicken thank wings. Goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. What a relief. What a relief. <laughs> yes. Um, and let me, um, so all the meats were good. We tried some smoked turkey. We tried some brisket. We tried pulled pork. We tried the aforementioned chicken wings. Am I leaving out a meat? No, that's all the oh, meats. Oh, a rib. We had a rib. Oh, we had spare ribs. We, yeah. yeah. Those spare ribs were hickory nut gap. They're fantastic. Very good. Yeah. Like the fat to meat ratio was on point. And I do like a nice little bit of fat on my ribs. And you guys had it nice and cooked just right. Like Thanks. melted in my mouth. It was really Thanks, great. Steve. And then we've got some great vegan specials. We have the smoked portobello mushroom with an avocado chimichurri. And we have a smoked uh, cauliflower steak with a raisin pesto. And those are very, very popular. Uh, among our barbecue clients i'm sure man because you served us those too and uh they were excellent man that that cauliflower i'm a big fan of cauliflower from the time i was a little boy and i still love it to this day and i love it that it's sort of enjoying a resurgence in popularity right now sure is that's an understatement yes and you guys did a great job Do do you have any secrets you want to tell us about your cauliflower well i mean i think you know to smoke it a bit and then you gotta roast it we use a little olive oil and we roast it in the oven but that raisin pesto really tops it off there you go a raisin pesto i'd never had that i'd never heard of that and that's made with yellow raisins raisins. so it's a little different there you go little west asheville there you go (laughs) west asheville you guys always got to be different don't you yeah yeah we're not asheville we're west asheville well look at where we are yeah we're out on the highway skylanes domino's pizza that's right so people should go you're right near rockies that's the best way to describe where you are rockies right Right near Rockies. And Rockies is the most popular restaurant in Asheville. Is it? It is. Wow. Yeah. I can see it. We that's can see why it from we here. Actually you started... want to go grab some chicken? <laughs> Just no, kidding, no, Tony. Uh, no, no, no. That's, you know, that's why we started this. We, during the um, pandemic, uh, my business partner and I were sta- staring at Rockies and saying, you know, it's a no-brainer. We're on this amazing street with so much traffic. Let's just take the food we do for catering. Let's take the barbecue side and offer it on the street. So we're building it. We're building it a little at a time. Yeah. Uh, comfortably. And uh, I'm really proud of it. You should be. And I saw some customers sidle up. And uh, the question was, uh, is this where the food is? Yeah. Yeah, that was the yeah. question. And the answer was, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You got your menu on the outside of the building. Uh, lots of parking. And as we said, you're out here in West Asheville. And uh, you, do you have any social media people should follow you on, Tony, or a website um, you want to mention? Sure. At Food Experience Catering is the Insta and uh, Facebook handle. And where our website is www.myfoodexperience.com. It has an order link for the barbecue right up front. You can do it also in bulk and do party size. And then, of course, our catering menu is in that website, too. But it's the great. barbecue is right up front. And you told me that just yesterday you did a 500-person party for... A week ago yesterday. A week ago yesterday. Wicked, Wicked Weed's uh, um, fellowship party, which was a, an honor to be a part of, and it, it was wonderful. 500 people. Yeah. That's a great. lot. That's great. Tony, you're a professional. Thank you. Yeah. You too, Stu. Thank you, Tony. Um, one last question. What? Dessert. Or it's not a question. Let's talk about dessert. Okay. You, you served us so we two. Have some they great, were great. Yeah, well, we have that really popular pot de creme, which is 
sugar-free, dairy-free, and uh, what else? Gluten. Vegan. It's, it's, well, oh, it's vegan. Yeah, right. Vegan. Right. And gluten-free. It's made with Belgian chocolate, coconut milk, and swerve, but it is like the best uh, chocolate pot creme. It was you incredible. Know, it's great. It it was thick and rich and creamy and delicious. It's that Belgian chocolate. Yeah. It ticked every box on the sheet of what should a photogram be. Thank you. And then the other was and your banana have, pudding. We have a wonderful banana pudding. We make our own shortbread cookies. We do a mousse with um, sweetened condensed milk. So it, how could it be bad? There you go. And, and I've got half of Some five-layer bars. And we're going to send you home with some of that stuff. So. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for I, coming ha- by, Stu. Yeah, I appreciate you appreciate reaching it. out to me, man. And you've got a real accessible location here. People, I think, judging on what I know about people, they're going to love your food. Thanks again. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Have yeah. a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks, Stu. That is so sweet. Sure. Hey, everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan here in Food Fan Headquarters. And I have one of my recurring guests. I think my most recurring guest at this point. I have Jen Hampton from AFBU, the Asheville Food and Beverage United Organization. They are getting so much done. And Jen, it sounds like you have a lot going on. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Stu. I hope you are. I am. I am. Yeah. So let's just launch into it because we had a little bit of a chat before I hit the record button. And uh, it sounds like you've got a ton going on. So let's just talk about the agenda. Well, first of all, I'll lead in a little bit by saying we're there's a TDA meeting coming up tomorrow. And Mm-hmm. Most of Asheville knows the initials TDA stands for Tourism Development Authority. Uh, technically, it's the CBTDA, the Bunk or the B- BC TDA. Sorry, the Buncombe mm-hmm. County Tourist Development Authority. It's a big deal around here. It's an eight hundred pound gorilla, yeah. and so yeah, there's a meeting is. meeting coming up. And you, uh, from what I understand, you're speaking at this meeting. Yes, I am, but not just me. Uh, we have at least four other people from AFBU. Um, who have committed to joining us, and there's going to be Bunkum Decide, um, Asheville for All, um, also speaking, uh, and we're going to be asking the TDA to direct some of the funds from their new Legacy Fund, which is a new fund that they have that was uh, created last year during a legislation change. Basically, the long story short of that is they have some discretionary funding now that can be used to support community projects, um, which would impact the tourism industry. Um, basically, before this legislation change, almost all of their funding that they collect um, from the occupancy taxes mm-hmm. is where they get their funding. And all of that had to basically go into advertising and marketing to bring more tourism in. But now they have a little bit of money that they can, you know, play with. And I say a little bit of money, several million dollars. Um, And so we're going to be asking them um, to please help us to direct some of that funding to support affordable housing for the workers in this community. Because if we support the workers in this community, we can better support the tourists. And so it just, you know, it, it will keep Asheville weird. It'll keep it unique and independent if we can continue to live and work here. 
otherwise we're going to keep losing workers and that's going to, you know, decrease the weirdness basically of Asheville that people come here to see. They, they love mm -hmm. our culture they love our independent restaurants and we just want to keep Asheville that way. And the only way that we can do that is if we get some sort of help to be able to afford to live here. Yeah. Housing is a huge issue all over the country. Um, housing uh, costs, not meeting uh, local wages is an issue all over the country. And mm -hmm. it's a big issue here in Asheville. And I understand it, the, the TDA, from my understanding, and I'm not, a, I'm not the most learned about this, believe me, but it seems like the TDA for decades has been sort of hamstrung by its mandate of where and what it can spend its money on. And mm -hmm. they did a wonderful job with that, especially in the most recent years. Uh, they And they have really flooded, is the word I'm going to use, downtown with tourism. And that's great. That's really, mm -hmm. that, you know, to use a cliche, that has really lifted all boats. Um, but, you know, now the issue is there's, uh, we described it, a housing issue where people can't live mm -hmm. close to downtown anymore. And this new legislation about the legacy fund, it has some very vague wording around it. So it seems to me like you guys are going to try to get them to think creatively about that vague mm -hmm. word, because there's no mention of housing, no mention of building things. There's no mention of anything. It just says they can use it on other things that benefit the tourist industry, other things. But right. So and our argument is that it does, you know, supporting the workforce does support the tourism industry directly. Oh, I'm with you. Know? you. I'm with mm -hmm. you. And I, I think that's a creative stretch that the TDA should take. Um, that that would help out tremendously. Um, so that's exciting. And that's tomorrow mm -hmm. morning. So this show will actually air after the meeting has happened. So we'll check in with you again next week about that and about some other exciting secret news that you told me before the show, mm -hmm. but you can't share until hopefully next week. But Jen, you've got other things on your agenda coming up and uh, some pretty uh, cool stuff, some stuff mm -hmm. that involves some socializing. Why don't you go ahead and tell yes. us that? So I'm really excited about this because, you know, we food and dev people, we love to have a good time. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't love going to meetings. It's just, you know, it's not our jam. So um, I'm really making a, a conscientious effort this year to bring the party to the fight. Um, so to start off, we're going to have an industry appreciation night at Dalton Distillery on Biltmore Avenue at 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. on Sunday, January 29th. Um, we're going to have some pizza from our friends at Asheville Pizza South. And we're going to have some entertainment. Sarah Tucker is the music musician who's going to be um, entertaining us. We're going to have some games. We're going to have some crafts. Um, come to do some, you know, because we like to do stuff. I like to do stuff. So we'll yeah. have some arts and crafts to do too. And just, just hang out. You know, it's not a meeting. It's just a let's hang out. Let's talk about stuff. Let's, you know, strategize on plans, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I'm really excited about that one. Then we also have an event coming up with Blue Dream Turk Curry. It's going to be a benefit dinner um, with a prepaid, a pre-ticketed, event. I believe it's going to be $50 um, per plate and the funds will be directly supporting our organizing efforts. 
um, you know, lots of costs for buying things like, you know, um, office supplies and mm -hmm. gas and taking yeah. people out to coffee, whatever. So the big deal about the, the event is I'm going to be preparing some of my favorite South Texas dishes, but doing it Asheville style, vegan or wow. vegetarian. But yeah, so That's we're going to have some. a big deal, Jen. I think so. Yeah. I, I love my South Texas cuisine. We're going to have carne gasada made with jackfruit. Nice. Um, probably some Tex-Mex enchiladas. Nice. And Spanish rice, obviously, and some sopapillas for dessert because that's my fave. I, I figure them. I'm doing the cooking, so might as well make it stuff I like, right? Absolutely. I always say that's one of the big benefits of being a, a, of cooking at home is you eat food mm -hmm. you like. Other people are like, I'll there cook dinner. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll cook dinner. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Definitely. So that's um, exciting. Yeah, and so adult uh repeat the date of that one again february 5th it's a okay. sunday and it will be at blue dream curry right and uh they're being very generous and um basically fronting the supplies for all of this wow. so we don't have to come up with the funds to put it together so wow. shout out to blue dream curry for that one I love Blue um, Dream, and the one thing I love about them is how community-oriented they are, and shout out exactly. specifically to James Sutherland. He's a great guy. Yeah, James has been incredibly supportive since yeah. day one from this this movement. He's and awesome. him, his employees, we, we couldn't organize them if we tried because they're so happy at their jobs, and they just love him. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> he, run, he runs it like a democracy over there. Mm -hmm. He really does, yeah. Yep. And what else Good you got stuff. coming up, Jen? Well, um, we also have a, we're organizing to get people to join a workshop that um, is being put on through Jane McAlevey, um, author of a couple of really great organizing books. Um, she basically teaches labor organizers around the country how to organize. She's like the, I guess, the preeminent organizing guru at this moment in history. So it's a free workshop. Um, if you're interested, just shoot us an email or check us out on our social media pages at AVLFU, and we have links to sign up in there. It's okay. the Organizing for Worker Power workshops. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, and then after that, we have a really big um, thing. Oh, I'm sorry, two big things. We're going to have an AFDU crew in the Asheville Mardi Gras Parade. Nice. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yes. Congrats. I just, I tentatively signed us up to gauge interest and there was a lot of interest. Cool. So we said, okay, fine. We're down. We we went ahead and paid to be a member of the Asheville Mardi Gras. That's um, awesome. So yeah, that's happening. Really um, if you want to join us, join us. Just, you know, it's the theme this year is out of this world. Okay. So we just want people to wear whatever you want, black and yellow to kind of blend in with us. I'm thinking of making myself a black and yellow Star Trek uniform because that's my Ooh, thing. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I At like the very that, least, yeah. just show up and walk with us, you know, whatever. Fantastic. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that is big news. And, and there's yeah. one more piece of big news you said. One more. Yes. On March 20th, it's a Monday from one to 7 PM. We're having an industry market, which is going to be a craft fair of sorts uh -huh. and all the vendors are food and bev workers we're having it on a monday because that's when a lot of us are off and we can't usually participate in the weekend events so we're doing that we're doing our own things since we can't usually be in the other things 
so yeah, come out and support us. If you want to be a vendor, um, there's a vendor application on also on our social media. Just, you know, go to our social media, follow the link tree. All the stuff is there. And you can also find a specific page, Asheville FNB Market, which is on Instagram, if you want to get more involved there. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think it's so cool and so important that you all mix your important, serious organizing events with some fun stuff and yes. that you treat yourselves to some stuff along the way and you recognize each other along the way with these little yep. industry events and stuff. And that's perfect. I remember the first meeting uh, that I attended. I, I think I, I don't know if I spoke up or not, but I think shortly afterwards you and I spoke and I said, Oh, you guys mm -hmm. have so much power because you can, you yeah. can cook and you can throw parties for yourselves and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like that is a really powerful tool, like the ability mm -hmm. to entertain each other and other people while organizing is I think huge. So yeah, that was a great point. I remember that meeting when you said that we were at urban orchard South and you right. brought that up. I said, Oh, that's actually a good point. <laughs> you guys are so, like yeah. super powerful, you know, mm -hmm. like the power of food is undeniable. Um, That's the truth. So super exciting and, and serious stuff coming up. Uh, I've decided to make the TDA my subject for the year for 2023. Mm -hmm. I've made it my personal mission to talk with my listeners and my readers about the TDA and to have an open honest and ongoing conversation about it because it is an 800 pound gorilla. It did its job. It did it so well that now we feel like the job it's doing is too much for the city with its current infrastructure and right. housing and, and pay structure and stuff. So while, while I know and really admire some of the individual people that work at the TDA and I admire what they've done as a group, I would like to see them work more with, groups like yours to make it to change it change what they're mm -hmm. doing to make it continue to be successful because it has been successful i'm not a hater on the tda but i do see the issues well um, so i think that they are going to come around i think that they're they're I, i'm optimistic about it because we actually have a meeting already scheduled with them um they've heard the word that we're going to be there so we're cool. meeting with them next week. Cool. And then mm -hmm. one last thing, and then I'll let you go. I had a meeting last night with somebody from AIR, the Asheville Independent Restaurant Association. That's our owner's organization, whereas you guys right. are the worker's organization. Sometimes people are confused and they think AIR is a worker's organization, but it's not. It's it's a membership organization for the owners. But they're they're great, and especially the person mm -hmm. I met with last night is very excited about AFBU and the things that AIR and AFBU can do together. And I got yes. all excited to hear this, and I was like, I want to see your logo on a flyer with the AFBU logo sponsoring an event where the owners and the workers are drinking cider and eating snacks together. No agenda just like let's have fun and then see well stay tuned for that too okay Dreams not gonna get any specifics but you know we have been meeting with air um and i'm very encouraged i've met with them several times and they're very supportive of us you know kind of scary going into the lion's den but they weren't being lions at all so no. 
And let me tell you, don't tell anybody, uh, they were just as scared of you. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the way that we build coalitions is through interpersonal relationships. So yes. you guys having meetings, you're likable people, that, that mm -hmm. matters very much. All right, Jen. Well, thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. I feel like AFBU should have its own podcast. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. But um, you always bring the info. You always get it done. Oh, one last thing. Jeez, do we have time? Let's take one minute food recommendation. Okay. You always make good food recommendations. What do you got? Yeah, totally. I am low-key obsessed with Tasty Diner right now, thanks yes. in part to your posts. Um so, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I, I did have heart disease up until um, officially last summer. So, Congrats. yeah, that's why I eat vegan. Yep. So um, every time I get my blood work done, I go somewhere special afterwards. Last week, I went to Tasty for breakfast. I had real meat sausage and real eggs and <laughs> half rounds and toast. Oh my God. I, I kept explaining out loud to everybody that could hear me. I'm like, this is so good. You guys have no idea. Oh my God. And it, I don't think it was just because I was so hungry for that meat, but no. it was, it was just superb. The sausage was perfect. Yeah. The hash rounds were perfectly crisp and it was just great. Sounds and like the coffee you got the... was really great too. Oh, good. I don't know what brand they use for their coffee. Do you happen to know? I don't know. It's probably no. local. You know, Chef Steven mm -hmm. going to be using something local or regional. Absolutely. Um, either that or he's going to be using like the worst, trashiest thing just for like hipster street cred. You know, <laughs> but if it was good, it was probably local. Um, it sounds to me like you got the big tasty, which is the mile, the big pile of just about every item, like an egg, a hash brown, a sausage, some bacon, a pancake underneath. Did you go for that whole no, I wanted the pancake, but they have dairy in it, and I can't eat dairy, so oh, I had to just keep it simple. Well, you loved it anyways, man. Oh, I loved it so much. <laughs> Tasty Diner, it is the hot new spot. Everybody's talking mm -hmm. about it, and their breakfast is incredible. So thank you for that recommendation yes. from our That's usual, better. usually a vegan recommendation. This time it was like, get a pile of meat and eggs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> eat that cholesterol if you can. <laughs> there you go. All right, Jen. Well, thanks again for sharing all that info with us. Have a great day. Thank you, Stu. You too. All right, everybody. That's the end of the show for this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my guests for being on the show. And thank you to WPVM 103.7 FM the progressive voice of the mountains here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina, the Blue Ridge Mountains of Appalachia. It's a beautiful city that we love very much. I call it Food City USA, and I'll fight any city that wants to dispute that. Um, folks, I, I just want to also say before I sign off completely that I interviewed Junior from Morisco's Seafood before we ate the food. The food was fantastic. Holy moly, especially the Mexican seafood. I mean, the, the fried shrimp was great. I, I dipped that stuff in some tartar sauce and some cocktail sauce, one or the other, or both, and uh, they were great. But let me tell you, the Mexican seafood was where it was at. Um, and you can see a lot of pictures of that 
uh, on Facebook right now. So if you want to see those, as always, my social media handle is Stu Helm Food Fan. My website is stuhelmfoodfan.com. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Substack. A little bit of YouTube. I haven't uploaded something in a while. I dropped my Twitter account. I'm doing something called post.news if you want to try to join me there. And I'm doing another thing called tribal, T-R-I-B-E-L, if you want to join me there. And I do have a TikTok account. I just haven't posted anything yet because I'm not sure how I'm going to use it. So give me your ideas if you have any. And as always, go out there, everybody, eat some good stuff or cook some good stuff and tell me all about it. I love to eat things and talk about it. Have a great week. This episode of the Food Fans Radio Show was underwritten in part by Asheville Food Tours. Did you know that there are over 200 places to eat and drink in downtown Asheville alone? It can be overwhelming. Whether you're a visitor or a local, there's no better way to experience downtown Asheville than taking a food tour with Asheville Food Tours. Details, pricing, and an easy-to-use calendar can be found at AshevilleFoodTours.com. That's AshevilleFoodTours.com.